I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right. This episode with Simon Severino coming to us from Austria. Absolutely amazing. As mentioned, he helps business owners in SaaS and service run their company more effectively. Now, I'll be honest, this is a very, very powerful having it all conversation. He talks about these strategy sprints and how he helps people. We have a discussion on the topic, you know, how do you double revenue in 90 days? He's got a very strategic approach to that, which he shares on the episode. Also, we tap into how can you get more energy throughout the day? And so we really talk a lot in that space because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we need that energy. It's very, very purpose-driven. So I think you're really going to understand and enjoy the way that Simon takes a very simplified approach to making success happen in a really deep conversation about truly having it all. So enjoy the episode and we'll catch you again next week. So today's episode of 22 Minutes to Having It All, we have Simon Severino and he's joining us from Austria. He helps business owners and SaaS and services run their companies more effectively, which result in sales that soar. I'm really excited, Simon, to have you because you've published a book and it's called Strategy Sprints. It's something that's quite exciting. It's the topic, you know, of that we're going to have today in the conversation is all about our listeners, these entrepreneurs who want to get somewhere and do it well, maybe even do it fast. And I see you've got a few strategies for that. So Simon, welcome to today's episode. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so one of the things we see here is, you know, in your profile, when we're, when we're looking at who Simon is, to make this experience really rich for our audience, one of the things you state is, you know, how do you double revenue in 90 days, right? That's, there's a strategy behind that. So let's have that conversation. Let's start right there, Simon. That's so relevant right now, because in these tough markets right now, everybody would needs more oxygen in the system and revenue is the oxygen, right? So if we want in the next 90 days to bring more revenue in, there are really three strategies, three habits, three numbers to take care of, and it's much easier than you think. And the good news, it's less work because the main problem of everybody listening here, and now after 1,600 strategy sprints, I see some patterns, some similarities out there. More, most people do, they run too many activities at once. That's why the three strategies are make a list of all the activities that you do, all the projects, right? We are improving the websites. We are improving our live streamings. We are doing this and we're doing that. Three ask them. Keep only the three that really contribute to at least one of those three strategies. 
increasing by 25% your conversion rate, increasing by 25% the price that you can charge for the same thing, for your offer, increasing by 25% the sales time, so the sales frequency, either a shorter time to sales, which in B2B can be super long, so we want to have it two weeks long, not 12 months, two weeks, and it's possible. And we have the blueprints for that. Okay, so here's the thing too, and this is what I've witnessed. You know, if you give somebody two years, they'll take two years. If you give sure. them two weeks, Simon, right? And you say this is, and that's why you call them sprints. And I, I, I think that's beautiful because, you know, we at this brand as well vibrate at a frequency of action. And that's why I was so excited to host you because, there's just so much synergy in that. And so give us that analogy, you know, when, when, cause I think there's a mindset there, like, how could I possibly do this in two weeks? But what you're saying, like chunk it down a little bit for people to relate to. So one of the, the people who sprinted with us this quarter, right? It's 90 days. So when she started, she had a sales cycle of 13 months because her offer is 30 K. She's a consultant and uh, it's a 30 K offer. And she was convinced that it's destiny that her sales time has to be 13 months because everybody in her field has a sales time of 13 months. And so in the sprint world, we take that as an assumption and we test against it. We invalidate it. And we said, look, one of the 274 templates that we have is the so-called RBS. The RBS can, can turn that into two weeks. Do you want to try it? <laughs> and she goes, sure, let's try it. So we implemented the RBS, which is basically you simplify your entry points. You pick one entry point. For her, it was YouTube, but she wasn't converting from YouTube to the sales call itself that she calls the discovery call. And so we made some small tweaks. The first line of the description below her, her YouTube was leading to Patreon and said, is Patreon the direct path to your growth? She said, no. I said, okay, cancel that. What's the direct path from there to jumping on your calendar? And she said, this seven-minute quiz. I said, okay, then put in the link for the seven-minute quiz. And then from there, she had 3,000 views on her, on her YouTube. From there, she got 100 people onto that quiz. From the quiz, 50 people onto her discovery call. She Brilliant. She cut the time from 13 months to 12 weeks easily because from that discovery call now she would either close she had around 20 percent closing rate so we improved that later on but basically she either would close or she would add them to an email series of seven emails in seven days and what we call the omnipresence system so reusing this content on all socials and so now she either would close quickly or she would have them in this, you know, keep me in mind and nurture me sequence. And later on, they would jump on her, her call again, and then she would close them. And the whole thing takes two weeks. So she went from 13 months sales time to two weeks. And of course, the numbers went up enormously. But our goal was the speed, speed, mm -hmm. because if you can get sales time down, now you have done one third of the work. That's just one example uh, of a recent sprinter, but this is what we do every day with dozens of entrepreneurs. First, simplifying your value creation, picking the strongest horses, doing less, 
and then improving each conversion like we did with her from YouTube to quiz to discovery call or whatever your flow is. Some people have setters and closers. That depends really on the context of, of people listening. But in your value creation, there is a simple way and that is the direct path to your growth. And what a sprint coach does helps identify that quickly and in the weekly sprints, help improve each conversion. Every week, we improve one conversion. Impressive. Yeah, and I believe in that too, because you know the entrepreneurial spirit, right? Uh, it's the path of most resistance, right? We try a lot of things. We get distracted. We're chasing squirrels all over the place. And so we think we need to be doing all these things. And then you hit a wall, right? There's this level of frustration. But what you're saying is you can remove all that. It's easy if you have a systemized approach we like to say systems equals performance. You follow a really clear system. And that's why you can stand tall, Simon, and speak this truth, right? I would 100 times per day take systems over goals, systems over whatever you offer me. I always take systems first because systems is what you can trust on under all weather conditions, whatever is not in my control. My systems are always in my control and I curate them like a gardener and they are the most important thing. I fired myself from operations five years ago. I was a consultant doing consultancy. And so pretty soon, uh, I think it was after 12 months, I hit the plateau where I couldn't take on more clients because I had to fly to their city and deliver the coaching. So it wasn't possible, right? I would say waiting list. And that's not why I create a business to say I can't deliver. So it was built wrong. So I had to, I was the bottleneck and I had to remove myself as the bottleneck. So I said, all right, Simon. You get out of fulfillment in the next months. You get two levels above fulfillment. And then I was discussing it with myself. I was the only one. And so, and and, and basically the, the internal dialogue was, yeah, but who is going to do the rest? You got to hire. And so I, I found a coach who helped me for six months to get this done. And that was really helpful. And when I was out of the weeds, now I had time to work on what we just said, finding the direct path, improving each conversion stage every week, doing affiliate partnerships, being on five podcasts of other people every day, starting my own podcast, writing my first book. These are all valuable activities that are also growth related that you should start at some point. And the point is, when you are the bottleneck of the delivery, you get out of that and you start doing the growth related things. Now you work just on the business, not in the business anymore. And many people will go like, oh my God, but I love it and I get my applause and it nourishes me. Don't worry, there is enough to do because your colleagues will have a lot of questions. Now the people who do delivery, they want at least once a week, if not every day, to talk to you. This is going on, what do I do? And so you will have enough to do. You will be... You, you will not be just on the beach all the time. There is still enough to do. It's just on a higher complexity, on the next level of complexity. Now you go from the growth stage to the scaling stage. Now my problems are different problems. I have now different legal contracts in each country with my franchisees because I have a certification program. So you stack additional revenue stream, additional affiliate partners, and, and you scale it, which is the fun, actually, because it's not a hustle anymore. It's more of a relaxed uh, way of working. You know, it's working and it's just scaling or not scaling, but uh, it's much more relaxed. It's not the survival stage where you have to hustle. 
I love it. And okay, so here's another thing too, before we lead into this other area of topic, you know, you say 25% price of offer, you recommend increasing that? Like, can you give us just a two cent tour on that, Simon, and and what you say that? Because when people are hearing that, um, you know, you start the conversation with like, we're in tough times. So how can we, in our mind, we're thinking, God, how can I raise by 25%? Things feel tight. Give us the mindset. Give us like your thought process, Simon, on that 25% offer increase. They always thought that it's tough to raise your price. Oh, I will lose my clients. And even 15 years ago, pre-pandemic, everybody was, but Simon, here it's different. And um, so that's why I developed eight blueprints for them. Because there are exactly eight things that we need to do. And they are all around positioning. And when you've done that, now you can raise the price and you don't lose any client. So the the eight things, let's pick one and let's go in there. One is to have five client testimonials in a very specific way. Okay. So it's people that with their face and with their name tell, tell why they started working with you. And what the difference was you made in their business and in their life. And I can sh- show you some examples. This is how what we create with our clients. For example, uh, Jaime. Jaime runs an agency and we have his picture uh, on our website plus a video where he explains that. And we transcribed parts of that video. And he says, before the strategy sprints, I was stressed. Afterward, I had an organized team. We doubled revenue. You should, if you are an entrepreneur, you should call these guys. So, and that's Jaime with a picture of him, his real name, his real company. You can go on LinkedIn and ask him, hey, is this real? And so when you have five of these Jaime's, we have also Chanel and Anthony and Aaron, and we have now 160 of those. You don't need them. You need five. Mm -hmm. When you have five, you can start increasing with 25%. When you have 160, you can, you can go even further, but when you have, because you can go now to bigger affiliate partners. But in the beginning, five testimonials. It's important that they, they don't say, yeah, these are nice guys. No, 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 no. What was the business outcome and how did it change their life? That's why it's not that easy to get the first five. But when you get the first five, and I will tell you, in my first year, I was working for free until I had that. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I agree. It's worth it. We Well, we look at that too, you know, like, and that's one thing we're very proud of. I mean, if you go, I have a minimum of just shy of a hundred referrals and testimonials on my LinkedIn page alone, right? So that it just speaks for yourself, whether it be podcast guests or clients that we've served. I and mean, we've been in the industry for 12 years in this space. And so we get the power of that because really people are the power. And it's through the experience that, that I mean, we've run a, a referral-based business. We've never spent a dollar on advertising. We get our business and we've, you know, we've driven 50% year over year for 12 years straight only because we have that principle. So everything you're saying, Simon, I just want to validate because anybody's listening to this episode, I, you know, it, it should be this simple. We make it yeah. really, really hard as, as business owners and consultants and such. Um, we make it really difficult for ourselves. So very powerful. Love the conversation. And, you know, obviously as people are listening to this, they're going to want to tap in, learn more. Simon can share all that. That's I'm sure on your website and things you can find that, but let's go into this conversation here too, which I think is very powerful. You know, this is the having it all podcast, having it all is inner and outer fulfillment. It's a kind of a balance between both of those things, you know, being the independent business owner, like you said, who can sit on the beach, have the cocktails, live a great life, 
But there's also this level of fulfillment and what we achieve, right? It's our legacy. It's our revenue. So what's the difference between success and fulfillment? Fulfillment is when you feel at peace right now. There's nothing to do. You're happy. And your your face is is light up, right? You're you're on fire. You're you're light up. You're open. You're fun to be around. That's fulfillment. And you are in peak state and you're in flow. Success, you define what it is, but it's a very very short lived thing. It's like it's it's like sunshine. Yeah, most countries, it's a short term thing, and then comes the rain, and then comes the next wet. Right, success is not something I would build anything on. Either I don't wanna, I don't wanna feel based upon my success. I don't wanna identify myself with being successful because success comes and goes. But fulfillment, you can be fulfilled, fulfilled anytime. And what I like to do is, you know, I don't get excited by our company goals. Of course, we have our three years vision, and there are big goals in there, but. That is not what excites me in the first place. I am excited by waking up Monday morning and I know some country will be burning in terms of, oh my God, Simon, we have this problem here and that problem there and we lost that deal and this happened and we can't find the right setters in that language. So there is always a problem. And now you can say, all right, but in 10 years when I sell it, and be dependent on that. I wouldn't do that. I would only do things that give me fulfillment right now. And so I like to solve problems because if there's nothing exploding in some countries, I am not trying enough. I'm not exploring the territory. As an entrepreneur, you explore the territory. You want to find the point that breaks, the point of failure, because now you know, all right, this is the bottleneck. And from there, we will expand. This is the current state. So next week, I want to expand it by 1% and next week by 1% again. So I like the journey more than I like the idea of selling the company at some point. I don't care about selling it. I want it to be sellable at at any point in time. That's how I run it. But I don't care about selling it. I care about waking up Monday morning and, and feeling great. Feeling great in the midst of stress. Uh, you know, and here's the thing, a high achiever like yourself, like myself, you know, we, I always say there's satisfaction in the challenge, right? We find that very satisfying. Some people are cringing as they're listening to this, but you know what? We're wired to do that like this. And I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, there's a lot of grit to it, but I think there's something here too, that that fulfillment is the anchor to everything. You're absolutely right. And that gives you the freedom to operate a business and a life. I I love that you say that you're not out to build it. You know, like every day I look at it as like Christmas morning. Every day I get down to get into my office. It's like, what present can I unwrap today? Because literally they are gifts to me. All of these challenge, all these problems, because that's a space we live in. And so I love the energy that you share in that, Simon. That's the reason why you're so successful, right? Because I think because that fulfillment, your tank is so full, you can't really feel failure. And so that success is always going to exist. Fulfillment is the only thing that will give you energy long-term. If you build it on anything else, you might run out of, out of fuel. And, and, and that's not a good thing. You want to have fuel long-term. So... Try to make work fun, easy, 
and repeatable. That's how you get to a resilient way. And then you can, you can do it for many years and decades. I agree. So one of the other conversations I want to have is just that. You're segueing perfectly. So how can we get more energy throughout the day? I mean, I think that's a real standout point. So can you elaborate, Simon, in that space? Because energy is our currency. And how can we get more of it? And is it to just simply simplify like you're sharing there? Or what is there more to it? I did have an experience when it was a couple months ago. It was winter and there was this pandemic. And uh, my city was kind of a depressing gray city. And I was a little bit depressed. And so I talked to my buddy in California and I go, I, I don't have any energy. And um, I'm at the lowest energy point ever. But you know what? I feel my purpose right now. So even if the worst day of my year, I feel what my purpose is, even more clear on these days. And my purpose, in that case, I told him what my purpose is. My purpose is to open doors and turn on lights. And it felt absolutely clear that whatever happens, you can you can have a nuclear attack on my city. But when I if if when I when I wake up <laughs> and if I can walk, I will do that. I will open doors and I will turn on lights. That's what I'm built to do. There's it's it's autopilot. There will always be this energy that drives me. Uh, and so I think that is the main thing. Uh, call it self awareness. Call it. Finding out what you are here to do on this planet. Because if you are aligned with that, you will always have energy. And the rest is then just tactics. The rest is at some point you will fire yourself from corporate jobs. The rest is, but it will be easy. It will be logical. You don't even have to think about it. The rest is you feel low. You will have a playlist with music like I have. So if I feel low, I push a button. And here we go. I get energy from the outside. I'm, you know, you can do many, many things on a tactical level. I drink more tea during the day than I drink coffee because that gives me long-term energy instead of short-term energy. Two hours before my three kids wake up, I, I go running for an hour. I do my nine kilometers in nature and I four years uninterrupted. So these are simple, you know, energy management techniques, Tai Chi, yoga. This is your friend. Learn from it. There is wisdom, uh, thousands of years of wisdom in those things, Ayurveda. So, but you will find it. You don't have to think a lot about it. It feels right and you will do it. But the thing where you have to intentionally take time and find out is what are you here to do? Mm. Boy, isn't that a powerful question? You know, why is it hard for some people? You know, I think when we're young, we're in our 20s, we're told, oh, you, you know, what's your purpose? You got to find your purpose. And I think people still are trying to chase and find that purpose. For you, how did you know, Simon? Because you speak it with such conviction and, you know, and there's this beautiful energy about you. And this is why I think you attract so well. It, it, you have this simple life. You have these wonderful habits that that literally nurture and give you everything that you possibly need. But how did you, how can you say, I found my purpose? Like, was there a defining moment? Like, take us there because people are going to listen to this and go, God, I want what Simon's got in that space. I want to know what my purpose is. How do we find it? It took me forever and it took me 200 workarounds <laughs> and 200 tries to find my purpose. But what I did is, 
And it's different. Some people know with 16, I'm here to do this. Amazing. I wasn't that kind of person. And so I had to try many different things in many different industries and many different things. But one thing that helped me was to pick one fight. So in my field, consultancy, there were many people specialized on different things. And I just picked one of those fights. And I said, okay, the go-to market, that's my thing. The go-to market problem of entrepreneurs. I'm going to fall in love with this thing. Can I do this the next 50 years? I think so. And so I did just pick one of these things. And every week I was creating content on that. And I was helping people solving that. So because I picked this one thing after a couple of years, and of course you get bored in between, but stick, stick with it, stick with it. It's the wisdom of no escape. You have boundary, you cannot get out of it. And that's why you grow. It's similar to a marriage. <laughs> if you are married, you know what I mean. You are in it under all weather conditions. And that's why you grow because you have to go through it. And you cannot just go away when it's, when it's uncomfortable. And that's why you grow, right? And similar, I was doing it with my business. I picked one fight. I said, okay, it's the go-to-market. I'm going to become the go-to-market helper of everybody. All right. And then the rest was year by year, finding out by exclusion. Oh, I don't like this client. Why don't I like them? Uh, because of this. Oh, then maybe my values are this. The, basically the opposite of what I was experiencing. Ah, look, I found the core value and I wrote it down. And then the next year I was like, oh, but I don't like flying around. So, oh, maybe I should do an online thing. So basically year by year, by learning and in hindsight, I was knowing a little bit more about me. And then the, the last bit was talking to, the, to, to my mentors, buddies, about how I feel in very, very bad situations because this is where you find your true purpose because when, when you are stripped of everything else, this is what you have. That's who you are. Like you press an orange, what you get out is orange juice. Why? Because it's an orange. So there will be moments when you are under pressure and this is where you find what you are truly, truly about, what's in you. And um, so it will take years, I guess, for most people. But pick a fight, get better there, and uh, and continue getting better every week. Simon, I can't think of a better way to close this episode. What powerful words and statements. And you're right, it's all about the purpose. This has been an absolute delight, Simon. Thank you so much. You'll be able to find all resources and materials in the show notes for today. Simon, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.